This is the Scoop for Wednesday. Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. A committee is considering a controversial plan to reduce the number of judicial circuits in Florida, but WMNF's Chris Young reports some discussion about the plan will be happening behind closed doors. There will be a meeting to hear public comment this Friday at the Hillsborough County Courthouse, but two closed-door meetings will be happening in November. The committee was established earlier this year after Republican House Speaker Paul Renner requested consolidating some of Florida's judicial circuits. He claimed that the consolidation would lead to, quote, greater efficiency in the judicial process. But at an August meeting in Orlando, public comment was mainly against the changes. Some claim that it's a political move, including Democratic State Senator Geraldine Thompson. I um, feel that this proposal has been put forward to change the demographics of uh, certain of the judicial districts, both in terms of uh, ethnic uh, makeup, in terms of voter registration, uh, to concentrate power um, in the administration. The Tampa Bay Times reports a spokesperson for the committee claimed that public access laws do not apply to the group. But the director of public access initiatives at the Florida Center for Government Accountability told the Times that holding private meetings would go against the constitutional rule. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. School districts in Florida are struggling to adapt to new laws regulating educational materials for classrooms and school libraries. In recent years, Florida has become the national epicenter for school book bans, with more than 40% of them happening here. Jeff Solacek, education reporter for the Tampa Bay Times, spoke on the Florida Roundup on Friday about the clear lack of guidance that schools are receiving from the state. Well, there is a training that was provided back early this year that told school districts, among other things, to do things like err on the side of caution. If you wouldn't read this book aloud in a public place, then maybe it doesn't belong in your school. They gave a, a lengthy review of all of the laws that are out there. And even with all of that, School districts still feel like it's kind of vague, that there's a lot of mushy language in there. The State Board of Education plans to meet in the next few weeks to provide educators and school districts with additional support going forward. Collier County is canceling its membership in a national library group because of political and other concerns. Collier commissioners voted unanimously yesterday to have county public libraries drop out of the American Library Association, known as ALA. Collier pays about $1,600 a year to be an ALA member, but recently concerns have come up after the group president said she believes in Marxism. In addition, some Collier residents told commissioners that ALA supports gay and sexually explicit books that children could find on the shelves. Commissioner Chair Rick Locastro. Well, there is a train. The juice might not be worth the squeeze, a $1,600 a year membership that really nets us very little, but maybe drags with it some controversy where citizens and concerned parents and even organizations and other elected officials um, and even my fellow commissioners possibly have some issue with that. Collier now joins Citrus and Hernando counties in Florida in canceling ALA membership. Federal environmental officials want to create a conservation area in southwest Florida. WUSF Steve Newborn reports the effort could help stitch together a wildlife corridor in an area that's home to Florida panthers. 
It's called the Everglades to Gulf Conservation Area. It would include parts of 12 counties from Polk, Manatee, and Sarasota, south to Hendry and Collier. The land would be protected either by purchasing it from willing sellers or by conservation easements, which pay ranchers and farmers to not develop their properties. Mallory Likes Dimmitt is CEO of the Florida Wildlife Corridor Foundation. She says this could be another tool in the effort to create a wildlife corridor. It's a total opportunity for federal investment now to be able to be used in this protection boundary. It just gives more flexibility and another opportunity to say this is important. It ranks highly in the scores for programs that are out there. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is seeking comment from the public on the project through the end of October. I'm Steve Newborn in Tampa. Israeli strikes have demolished an entire Gaza neighborhood as the sealed-off territory faces an imminent blackout. Charles de la Desma has details. Palestinians in the sealed-off Gaza Strip are scrambling to find safety as Israeli strikes demolish entire neighborhoods. Hospitals run low on supplies and a power blackout is expected soon. After Israeli strikes hammered the Jabalia camp in northern Gaza, Palestinians dig through the rubble to pull out bodies. Scenes of devastation are everywhere, with men carrying blooded victims to the hospital on their backs. Airstrikes have smashed entire city blocks to rubble in the tiny coastal enclave and left unknown numbers of bodies beneath mounds of debris. The bombardment has raged on even though militants dragged an estimated 150 people into Gaza during weekend fighting. Israel has vowed unprecedented retaliation against the Hamas militant group ruling Gaza. I'm Charles Duladesma. And all this comes after fighters from Hamas gunned down hundreds of Israelis in their homes, on the streets, and at an outdoor music festival. The war, which has already claimed at least 2,200 lives on both sides, is expected to escalate in Gaza, where basic necessities and electricity were already in short supply. The Israeli military said that more than 1,200 people, including 155 soldiers, have been killed in Israel. After the attack, Israel stopped the entry of food, water, fuel, and medicine into the 25-mile strip of land that is home to 2.3 million Palestinians. The sole remaining access from Egypt was shut down yesterday after the airstrikes hit near a border crossing. In Gaza, more than 250,000 people have fled their homes, the UN said. The vast majority are sheltering in schools run by the UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees. For the weather, it's mild and cloudy in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the upper 80s and overnight lows in the mid-70s. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.